Post podcast. I, of course, am your host, Aaron Pym, and what I like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have conversations surrounding sex and sexuality. Today, I have a very exciting guest, and I, I love the little description they gave me. They, they just wanted me to say, eventually, an author, <laughs> Dean. Please welcome the mic, Dean, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I had a long day of work and now I'm home. And now here we are. <laughs> work hard, play hard, they say. Exactly. Yeah, I was also doing, um, I wasn't in in a workspace today, but I was doing a bunch of editing. I shot a bunch of content yesterday. So I'm sure you're familiar with that process of yes, the, the yes. editing and all of the uploading and the editing. So I was doing a bunch oh, of that gosh. today, trying to program you know, it was like preload a bunch so I could get ahead of it. So yeah, all that back end admin. Fun oh yeah, stuff. baby. Love the back end. <laughs> Not mad at the so back much. end whatsoever. I, I love that exporting bar. <laughs> totally love trying to create little like synopses and titles and categories and mm-hmm. yeah, all that good shit. Would you like to? I have to? a unique set of skills that I use for writing synopses. <laughs> Do you? A unique skill set, you say? Writing. I write writing. Yeah. Almost yes. author. <laughs> Almost author. <laughs> At one point, author. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you find that easier because you are a writer? Or is it like a different set of skills to write like little captions, quippy captions and like clickbaity stuff like that? Do you find it um, is helpful? It is. I think it is. Um, like, I, I've always like I've always been a bookworm, and mm-hmm. so like obviously that got into writing, and then I went to school for English literature because that's the only skill I have. Um, <laughs> so I do. I one, do though. find it. Yeah, I, I find it helpful to to have that kind of experience to write those little things, and I find stuff like that fun to do. Mm-hmm. Do you, because you are an adult content creator, such as, such as myself, like myself, mm-hmm. um, since you are a writer, does that like inform your process of making content and stuff? Like, do you write out, I don't know, write out a script or a, um, like plot points or, you know, little, an outline of some sort before you start? Um, I haven't in the past, I think mostly because the things that I've done have been more short form videos mm-hmm. um, that didn't really require like, too much thought to put to put into them in in that manner at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be excited for for projects that would um, require that kind of work. Um, which now that I say that, that gets my gears going. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just inspired you, I think. <laughs> yeah, but but I haven't had to do it. Um, yet or felt the need to do it yet so things you typically write I know you do Mm -hmm. fanfic and you do like erotica Mm -hmm. (laughs) can you tell me a bit about that what types of things do you get get up to there as a naughty little dirty little writer (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I'll preface this by saying um I don't have a lot in my um portfolio if you will Mm -hmm. I kind of I spent many years not doing anything creative and it's been it's taking a a while to kind of get my creative uh mojo back back into place yeah um so I have a lot of um uh ideas little seeds um but uh like uh for fan fiction I write a lot of like like you know fan fiction of stuff that I enjoy um, the big one right now is the TV show Supernatural. Nice. Um, I be- I'm a big Destiel shipper. Um, <laughs> and, 
for for like my more original stuff I have a lot of ideas of like um I think I want to write like collections of short stories mm-hmm. um and I do want to focus on uh like queer characters and more like fetish and kink um concepts in the stories not so much the like typical um I don't know uh corset ripper kind of stuff something a little bit more (laughs) more spicy more frisky certainly and by kinks Mm -hmm. I mean what what are you thinking what types of kinks do you like to write about well so one thing that I notice um is uh there isn't, I feel like there isn't a lot of femdom erotica. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something I'm curious to, to work on for myself. Um, and then, I don't know, stuff, stuff that I like. Stuff like, you know, different kinds of role play. Um, Love uh, role play. Like, uh, role, role play is the best. So fun. Um, things like restraint and impact play, like putting that kind of stuff into it. Um, I don't know, stuff like water sports, like things, things like that. And to create, to, to put it, uh, like kind of in the, um, realm of more like role play stuff. Like I'd actually don't mind it being a bodice ripper, you know, but, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but to make it, you know, a little more, a little more funky and fun. Yeah, totally. I can understand that. Yeah. Uh, that reminded me of a funny, like, um, meme, meme or tweet or something I saw recently. Um, <laughs> that it was, um, girls, girls call guys horny and then masturbate to words. <laughs> <laughs> I find that really funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then it go, go get a, go jerk off to words. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, do it so publicly. Like, there's so many jokes online of, like, people are just stone poker face reading the dirtiest erotica and fan fiction, like, on the subway. Yes. Just, like, poker face, no reaction, but, like, inside we know what's going on. God love them. Yeah, don't change that hardcover, that, like, that sleeve. Don't yes. don't disguise it. <laughs> Show the world. Exactly. Be be not ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> Unabashed erotica writing and reading. Yep. yep, love it. Exactly. How did you first get into writing fanfic and writing erotica? Um, I'm just kind of a nerd, <laughs> I guess. Um, like with fan fiction, I think the draw is like you're taking a universe you already enjoy and you can make it do whatever you want yeah you know so like to go back to supernatural that that's i think one of the reasons it's so popular is even though we love that show we hate that show <laughs> <laughs> because they just did so many things over the years where we were like why why did you do that or why did you not do that you know mm-hmm. so fan fiction has that allure of like you can make it anything you want you know, so that's what I like about it. And then with erotica too, I think it was just, you know, I already enjoy writing. I'm also horny. (laughs) (laughs) Just made sense. So let's, let's marry the two together, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I was, when I think of like how I kind of first started writing erotica, it was like, I just wanted, you know, the sex that was already in books. I just wanted mm-hmm. it in more. I wanted the sex to be as fleshed out as the rest of other scenes what were. Like, I don't mm. need them to kind of start and then kind of cut away, you know, and then come back at the end. Like, I was like, why do, why do, why are we missing out here? Like, when everything else about this story is so nuanced and detailed and then for the sex it's kind of like they don't really go there they don't stay there for a while like they kind of glaze over it you know over the surface of it they like just glance it and I was Mm. like I started writing because I was into just like fiction writing for a while and I started incorporating sex scenes that were just really did go there you know what I mean and then um 
Yeah, and and then obviously starting more narratives and characters and and arcs and stuff like that that centered around sex, which is you know which is erotica. So <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I was like at one point I think I just realized I was just straight up writing erotica, <laughs> like just just writing <laughs> porn. <laughs> at one point I was like, Por- yeah, I just kind of realized. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh- that's that's a good tag <laughs> to use. <laughs> yeah, totally. But I love what you're saying. I also I have written a bit of fanfic. Um, it was linked to a, a show that my friend Paul JP used to host, like um, a stage show pre-pandemic that he would put together. Um, and you could, it was a comedy show. Um, mm-hmm. So you could kind of scour the internet and find like some of the weirdest, wackiest uh, fanfic and just read that if you wanted to but you could also write your own kind of comedic fanfic so because uh, he knew I did my show Bedpost so he was like if you ever want to like do my show you're you're welcome so I got, got in on a few and I'm I'm a I'm an actual like erotica writer so I was like I'm for sure just gonna write my own and um, mm-hmm. I actually I didn't know that you do yeah yeah so we, got, we definitely have that in common we're in we're in good company today and um, yeah, I just had so much fun because that was the first time I really got into writing like fanfic was doing that okay. show for my for my friend. Um, and it was just so fun because I love how you describe that. Like, you know, you watch a show or whatever, uh, you know, a, a movie franchise or something. And like you want it to be a certain way, you know, and you're just like, ah, and maybe it's just missing the mark or whatever it is. You can just kind of make them yeah. do what ever you want and that kind of turns this you know cult like following over whatever characters or stories or franchises or whatever and like just you can then make it what you want you can manipulate the hell out of it just to be so custom catered I I think that's a really awesome way of putting it yeah yeah exactly like there's and I feel it's especially true with like being dissatisfied with a lot of the like what is in the mainstream version of the story or whatever is um, there's not a lot of actual like obvious queer representation in a lot of things. Yeah. And I think fan fiction, one of the reasons it's so popular with, you know, people within the, the queer community is because you can, you can make those stories happen where somebody else you know, either failed to do it or just didn't do it and left you, you know, feeling unsatisfied, which is what we often do when we look at mainstream media that doesn't have queer representation or hints at going there and then doesn't. And, you know, so I think, you know, that's, that's one of the things I love about it too. And I think it's so important. And a lot of people like, dismiss fan fiction writing and fan fiction authors but like I kid you not there there's some fan fictions that are like the length of novels Mm -hmm. or more and are written better than most things that are on the New York Times bestseller list Um, (laughs) and people do it for free yeah my friend um has this story of um he he hadn't read I think it's Harry Potter I think it's just fully Harry Potter he hadn't read Harry Mm -hmm. Potter before and I don't know how he made this mistake but he legitimately tried to find you know an online version of it that he could start reading it because people were like telling him you know to read it and he found Mm -hmm. like he found fan fiction instead but somehow was mistakenly reading it thinking it was actually <laughs> Harry Potter um oh my God. and it was like wait <laughs> I think he read like just like a full novel before he actually anybody brought it to his attention like I think he started to talk about it with his friends and they're like wait what <laughs> like, that what that is not you're not <laughs> reading Harry Potter like what are you reading <laughs> but like oh he's God. like Honestly, he's like, when I started reading the actual Harry Potter, it was like, shit, like, you know, the writing was just crap. He's like, I didn't like it. Yes. <laughs> he's like, it was that so much better. So Whoever yeah. ran, rando anonymous, you know, fanfic writer was a fucking great fucking writer, you know? <laughs> that is, that's honestly, that's so hilarious. That is a good story. Oh, that's great. Yeah. 
but that's a great point you uh you bring up about like you know there are a lot of characters in media in public media that like as queer people you know we kind of attribute queerness to them but as you said it's never Mm -hmm. you know a really intentional choice perhaps or maybe it's intentionally just kind of hinted at like you like you mentioned um you know and we kind of take ownership over certain characters you know um as queer Mm -hmm. representation but um you know once again this is our opportunity to like make them fully fleshed out queer people um and and you know make them uh like inhabit uh, the true queer experience you know if it's queer writer writing it then it's like oh fuck yeah like let's actually make this person queer let's not make a queer character that's written by like a straight person (laughs) you know exactly exactly and and we're able to put a lot more like happy endings on stuff too which i think is also important yeah like queers and like up until a certain point i think that they still do this but like at a certain point queers were only like murderers um you know villains yeah. or you know like they're they always died they always yeah like they no happy die. endings like yeah they're either bad. getting murdered by some else or committing suicide or whatever whatever and like yeah. nah they get a happy ending or they're a serial killer yeah <laughs> yeah like, jesus christ killer. yeah <laughs> but that's the same thing and like what i like about um writing erotica and writing fanfic it's it's the same thing with kink right there's a lot of like mm-hmm. kink representation quote unquote that's not really an accurate representation like it's not you know a kink character written by a real kink story usually there's usually no one even consulting you know so it's just kind of this this version this in the box version that only exists kind of in tv and movies that um you know is kind of silly so it's like Mm -hmm. great i can actually write like a real a kink character that just feels more authentic at least to my experience since maybe somebody will um be able to kind of see themselves in it or whatever Mhm. Mhm. Exactly. Cuz I mean kink can go <laughs> kink can go so wrong <laughs> in the hands of someone who does not know what they're I talking know. about. <laughs> I know. I know. And it's like so 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 my story of like kind of how I got into like doing adult work, right? So mm-hmm. um I got out of a really long shitty relationship and I reconnected with um somebody who I had met a few years previous who is um, an adult content creator, Um, you know, somebody who's, you know, been camming and making videos and doing all that for for years and years and years now. And I reconnected with her. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, like, fuck it. Like, let me try this thing. You know, you you do it. Maybe I can. (laughs) Um, And you know, she's one of those really great people where she's like, you know, anything you need help with, I'll help you. Like, these are the sites that you can use. This is a, a Twitter group chat that you can join for like, mm-hmm. you know, we can all communicate and help each other out. And so I feel really lucky I had that because I know a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I, I started, you know, making my own stuff and whatever and um, doing it like part time around a, a full time vanilla job. Um, and then I, I kind of, I did it kind of on and off for a little bit. And then I took a big break, Mm -hmm. um, for various reasons. One of them was, it just wasn't, wasn't really going anywhere. I wasn't really putting effort into it. Um, I started to feel really like, uh, like a lot of like body image issues. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I had like gained a bit of weight and I was also, um, you know, one of the things I was thinking of talking to you about is like, um, I was starting to question like my gender identity, mm-hmm. um, which now I figured out I'm a trans mask, gender fuckery alien. <laughs> yeah. um, I love that. But, uh, but yeah, so like, so there was a bunch of stuff where I was like, my work was getting more difficult. Um, my vanilla job was getting more difficult. So I'm like, you know what? I can't, like, I can't do this right now. So I kind of went on like a hiatus. Okay. And then recently I thought about like, you know, like maybe I'll try getting back into it. And, and I kind of thought like maybe one of the ways I can get back into it without being 
so much in front of like a camera or in pictures is to, you know, get back into the writing aspect because, yeah, you know, nobody yeah. needs to see my face. I don't need to have, you know, a set or outfits or anything. Um, and I also, one thing I realized too, is I would really prefer to make content with other people, mm-hmm. um, not like solo stuff, um, which is really hard to do right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, so I'm like, you know what, like I can, I can create an entire scenario, whatever I want with whatever characters I want with writing, you know, um, I can, I can do all that without having to have it in front of me and actually exist. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that that was a way you could figure out how to do sex work, you know, I, cause I know Mm -hmm. just. Um, not through personal experience, but I've had lots of friends who are sex workers who are um, who are transitioning, who are in the midst of transitioning. Um, yeah. And exactly. Yeah. Oh, man, it sounds fucking hard. Like, as you said, because a lot of is of it is like you're taking pictures of yourself and videos of yourself. So if you're not mm-hmm. feeling really at home in your body, it can be I what I imagine it could be very fucking hard yeah man it's like it's like you have this idea in your head of what you think you look like what you wish to look like and then like what you actually look like yeah yeah (laughs) you know and when all three of those are like incredibly incongruent to each other Mm. it's like it's really hard to really you know it's hard to want to be perceived um and but I want to do it like I, I want to get back into it and and I want to um, you know as as I can because um, I really look up to to adult content creators like I think it's 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 cool man it's really cool I think it's mm. um, it's exciting to see people enjoying themselves and enjoying other people and enjoying pleasure and and all that stuff is just like it's just such an amazing thing i hate how stigmatized it is because it's just like it's the coolest it truly is like to see (laughs) pleasure and to see like like how fucking fabulous is that like everybody enjoys seeing people have chemistry and seeing energy all this erotic energy like and see you know what i mean like that is just so fun to watch and that makes you feel, you know, that gets your chemicals going when you're watching people do loving, fantastic, amazing things together. Like, especially during a pandemic, right? It's like a lot of us are alone. As you mentioned, it's like, it's, it's, we're alone. So to be able to see that, to see people together, loving together and experiencing pleasure together and like being safe together, that's like really awesome. And also just like really important and valuable as well. Mm-hmm. Like the porn industry gets a lot of flack for like, oh, you're not showing like what real sex is like. And it's like, well, you can if you wanted to, and people do. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of porn, even though it does still have its own production, you know, whatever associated with it, like mm-hmm. there's not just one way to to present it. And I think that's also a really, um, you know, neat thing about, you know, more people doing like amateur independent stuff is you see so many more different kinds of people you know, it's not all like you have to be, you know, a Barbie doll or whatever. Yeah. You know, you can look like anything and somebody's going to get off to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very, very <laughs> true. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's an interesting conversation for sure. The thing of like, it's not like real and it shouldn't be an educational tool. It's like, well, it is real because it is too people who exist and they are having sex you know they are fucking um you know it just because they're turned out towards the camera uh doesn't mean that they're not and they had to break in between takes you know Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that they're not having real sex together um like sex off camera can be very 
all, all of the qualities we usually attribute to porn and, and how it's not real sex, a lot of those qualities translate to sex with two people in a bedroom with a locked door on it as well, like the performative qualities and and stuff like that. And they're not necessarily bad. Just as you said, like, it's a way to have sex. That's just as valid as the way you have sex, the way anybody, you know, has sex, as long as two consenting adults doing the thing. It's like, um, you know, just because something is popular, you know, like certain categories of porn are popular, certain bodies are popular, um, you know, they're all real people having sex. I don't know. I don't know. To me. Also, that -hmm. is to say, too, there's nothing wrong with, like, the Barbie doll person. Like, yeah, sure. That, that person love, is hot love them. and beautiful. Good for them. And yeah. amazing. <laughs> high, high femmes all the way. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. But, but it's not the only type of person that exists. Yeah, 100%. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's the thing. And, and it's also this thing of like, um, what porn, like the types of porn that people are like, ah, it's not real, like more extreme types of porn. Um, yeah. Like why they're popular and why you see more of them and why they appear to be kind of overrepresenting the porn industry is because they're mm-hmm. exciting visually, right? So yes. it's stuff like squirting, for instance, you know, it's visually exciting. So of course, that's going to be more popular in a video format, because you can see it because you're looking yes. at the video. And that's an important quality. So of course, you know, squirting porn is going to be a very popular type of porn. Because you can it has that entertainment value that you can see it. But it doesn't mean yeah. that, you know, the people don't squirt like wherever, whenever and that, you know, like it it looks like everyone can squirt in or or you know that like that's all that maybe maybe if you see this disproportionate number of say squirting porn again it's like yeah you know it can it can feel like that that's that's what porn is saying sex is but mm-hmm. it's like no no it's just that's that's what's popular cuz it's, it's an entertainment it's a business and that's what's popular it's like you know exactly <laughs> just cuz that you're it's seeing like, that a lot doesn't mean that all sex the most sex is like that like that's the the thing people are not understanding just because yes you know quote unquote all porn is extreme it's like no that's just what popular porn is that like and popular porn is different from the way you have actually have sex in your life like people are not seeing how those are two different things and that's okay <laughs> to have a really you know like a popular porn category <laughs> and yeah <laughs> like... yeah I-, I think a lot of the issue is um just like regular sex education doesn't doesn't tell doesn't give you those healthy um uh, I guess, like, interpretive habits. It doesn't give you the literacy, the media literacy of, of consuming yes. porn. That's the issue. Exactly. Yeah. And and it's like, people are, like, saying it's not an educational tool. It's like, cool, well, teach them sex education, and then they won't be coming to porn as an educational tool. <laughs> like, actually yeah. teach them about sex then. Uh, <laughs> that'll solve it. Like... I, trust me, it's not that hard. <laughs> like, I don't know why y'all think it's the hardest thing to give people good sex education. It's, it's not that difficult, guys. Let's take a moment to talk about our little lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Club M4 wants to officially announce that they are back open for business, baby, at 1989 Dundas Street East, Mississauga. Club M4 is the largest sexually charged lifestyle club in the GTA, and they are super excited to tell you about their Sunday night fetish parties. 
To keep updated on their events, go to at Club M4 Events on Instagram, or specifically for their kinky events, go to at Depraved Events on Instagram. And of course, head on down to clubm4.com to see what a lifestyle club by swingers for swingers is all about. Can you tell me a bit about like how you processed and kind of pushed through guilt and shame surrounding sex, kink, your gender even? Like, mm-hmm. It's something, so it's something I still, like I, I struggle with it sometimes. Um, whether it's stuff that like I'm personally interested in or like the fact that I, you know, make my own adult content. Um, you know, sometimes I, and I'm sure a lot of people do it where they think like, Oh God, like that, that version of me exists to be seen (laughs) on the (laughs) internet by anybody like, Mm -hmm. like, Oh my goodness. Um, and it's like, you know, for whatever reason, whether it's the kink that you're doing or the sex act you're doing, or I don't know, the angle of your body that day or whatever you feel like, oh no, like, I don't know if I should, if it's something I should do and and give, you know, to the world. Um, And I think about like, oh God, like what if my boss saw it or my friend saw it or like a family member or whatever. And it's like, when I think stuff like that, what I try to remember is, is what I said before, like, I know that I enjoy other people's content that is like this. Mm -hmm. I know I look up to and value and appreciate and respect other adult content creators, no matter what format, format they're creating in. So, you know, just remember that. Remember that your view of other people doing the same thing is a positive one. Remember that no matter what you do, somebody is going to think it's gross or shame you for it or try to make you feel guilty. But yep. if You can't please everyone. Yeah, you can't please everyone. And as long as I feel like, you know, I'm not doing anything inherently wrong, um, other people can think whatever the heck they want. Um, so those are the things that I try to remember, um, whenever I start to question my decisions or the things that I'm creating or whatever it is, is just, like I said, just remembering that I, I like other people who do it. I love those kinds of people and those kinds of things. So, Mm -hmm. so it's fine. And like life is short and like, don't (laughs) think, don't don't take things so seriously like it's fine (laughs) yeah if my boss sees my tits at some point it's like it's fine like I don't care (laughs) like I really I don't (laughs) care (laughs) they're just it's just a body and it just so happens to be attached to me and you know (laughs) we can just both pretend it didn't happen it's fine (laughs) there you go yeah (laughs) I like the thing of like, you're putting yourself in their spot, you know, like, because that's another thing you could be like, well, what if I came across, you know, a coworker's nude or something, or a video or something like that? What what would I think? I'd be like, oh, damn. Oh, cool. Look at that go. You know what I mean? Like, how would I? Yeah. I'd feel fine about it. Or I'd look at it and be like, okay, and just move on and not think about it again. Yeah. Like, we don't think, we think about what other people think of us, like, way more than they're actually thinking of us, you know? You, you kind of have to, like, take a step back from yourself um, and be like, you know, this is, this exists in a moment. This is not me all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just kind of create this separation between yourself and the thing that you made and I know that's that's kind of helped me mentally sometimes yeah like you know the the creator and the creation are two separate things um you know especially if I'm you know like if somebody gives me a custom video idea that they want and it's not something I'm into but I'm willing to do it Mm -hmm. then I'm like you know it's okay that I'm doing something that's not necessarily my thing um it's not 100% a reflection of me and my interests and whatever 
but somebody else requested it and I was comfortable doing it. And, you know, there you go. Like one thing I've been doing recently um, is watching on YouTube those actor roundtables. Yeah, yeah. Like actor on actor interviews. And like one of the things they talk about, at least in one of them, was like, you know, not every single project you create is something that is 100% something you're excited about. And you're not always interested in working with your, you know, co-actors or whatever. But but you do it because it's work, you know? Yep. So if you kind of, you know, for myself, kind of thinking it that way is also like, you know, this is a thing that I did because, you know, I can see it's trending or it's popular. So there you go. And that's that. I love this perspective on this because I think a lot of people do kind of fall into that trap of um, overanalyzing this this kind of stuff. And, it, and it's like, objectively, like, it is a job that I'm that I do. You know, this is one video. This is not, you know, this one thing I did in this one video is not representative of my whole being. And that's okay. This is literally a job. I did that one custom video for that one person. You know, should I worry about whether that's, you know, how that's going to influence how people perceive me or my brand maybe or you know what I mean it's like I I really like this perspective of being like literally it was something I did at work one day so if you think about that in the way of other people doing their own jobs like outside of sex work like other jobs Mm -hmm. you know do they have feelings like that surrounding something they did at work once like probably not you know because it's at work and it's just work (laughs) like and nobody cares once again nobody cares (laughs) exactly it's not that deep yeah it's not that deep exactly it's it's not like I I know like I know so many people who write like so many different stories under so many different tags on like uh, uh, one of the popular fan fiction sites is uh, archive of our own AO3 Mm -hmm. Um, and like people be wild in on there. Like there is there is some crazy crazy shit on on there. Like just the most ridiculous pairings of characters, like monster fuckery, like just so much shit. And it's like, bro, do you actually think if I'm going to come across like an alien or a werewolf in real life that I'm going to be like, okay, fuck me, bitch. I'm going to be on their dick? No, not necessarily. No, no, it's going to be disgusting and gross and like probably life threatening. But like, am I going to write about it? Yes, I am. Yeah, why not? Why wouldn't I? Because it's literally just a story. Yeah, it's all it's fantasy. It's fantasy. Fantasy is not reality. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I was reading like just a couple tweets today where people, you know, people are conflating like age play with pedophilia. And I'm like, oh, oh, my fucking God, shut up. Like, what the actual fuck? You literally can't tell the difference between fantasy and reality between two adults in a room pretending and an actual like in an actual minor with it like you literally can't tell the difference between fantasy and reality like have you literally never pretended in your life like like do you literally have no baseline for this whatsoever to to understand (laughs) yeah they're they're the most boring they've never played even as kids they've never played they've never played house as a kid they've never you know like how can you literally not understand the difference between like two people play acting a thing and yeah it's such a tired conversation oh god it happens it happens with the age play it happens with like the pet play yeah speciality pet play non-consent like yes 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 if these people have agreed to do this and it turns them on and they're happy and they have boundaries and safe words like whatever like go go ham okay did you have you gotten into succession the show succession oh okay i keep seeing (laughs) i keep seeing clips and gifts and i just i don't i'm not subscribed to whatever it's on i think it's on hbo right I just I just stream right. it. I mean, I download it. Yeah, like, so I'm bad dollar. at like finding streaming stuff. I, I'm I'm afraid it's gonna like kill my laptop. That's fair. Um, get a VPN. But if obviously, somebody, but... 
if somebody would like to DM me on Twitter, goodboy underscore Dean, their HBO login. Do it. Um, Some, know, yeah, somebody down. needs a task today. Free task. Who's a service yeah. sub out there? Do it. Yeah. Who's a service sub with an HBO subscription that I could hang on to? Please yeah. Thank you. So there is this one character, Roman. And he is that um Kieran Culkin? Yes. Oh yeah, baby. So yeah, Roman is clearly just like a freak, you know, a bit of a freak, right? The freaky son, the freaky kid out out of the family, Mm -hmm. you know. And he's just he's clearly trying to navigate. He's he's a fucking freak in the sheets, right? And and he can't really do vanilla sex. Like he literally just doesn't want to. No interest. Like, mm-hmm. just, uh, just, it doesn't do it for him my, whatsoever. My kind of guy. I know, right? I'm like, here's my <laughs> fucking number. Um, <laughs> it's on a napkin. I'm just like sliding it across <laughs> the bar. And he says in one scene, because, like, he has this girlfriend who they've just never had sex, you know, and they're dating for, like, months and months and months, you know, quite a while at this point. And she's just okay. like, you know, and, and she bugs him about it and stuff and he's just like okay well let's just let's just fucking try let's just fucking try to have sex or something and he's like trying to articulate this 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 idea of like can't you know like because they kind of try and then they stop again and and she's just like what the fuck and he's just like can't we just agree that what we're doing is like super wrong and then and then it's fine. Like, can't the two of us just agree that this thing is really fucking terrible and, and you know, and wrong and bad? And mm-hmm. then it's fine because we're agree we're agreeing, you know. Yeah. And that, that's kind of how he tries to articulate it for himself and for the girlfriend, you know. And she kind of just walks out, <laughs> walks out the room. She's Aww. like, <laughs> yeah, she's like, if you hear me using my electric toothbrush for a little long, it's because I'm masturbating. <laughs> shuts the door on him but like yeah it's that thing of like can't we just pretend (laughs) you know like can't can't why can't we just both pretend about this one thing yeah and i i think uh, yeah i think a lot of people just i don't know something there's a some sort of wall there you know some sort of block there that they're like no that's wrong that's bad that's whatever yeah and i also think like maybe this is the case and i don't know maybe it is for some people but yeah i get a feeling too that like a lot of the time people think that if they acknowledge something it means they like then need to like participate in it or like agree Mm -hmm. with it even it's like no you can like you can know a thing exists and that other people enjoy it without it having to affect your life in any way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think people have real, like, they do some mental and emotional backflips trying to, I don't know, figure out the ethics of this for themselves. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, again, it's like, it's not that deep. It is it is merely a puddle, guys. Yeah, we're just playing splashing around in a puddle. We're playing in a puddle. Mhm. <laughs> Let's not overthink this. No. <laughs> um I'm going to because you used this phrase, I'm going to have to circle back to it. Um monster okay. I think you said monster fuckery was the <laughs> That that is what I used. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is can the we phrase just, I use. Can we just circle back real quick? Monster fuckery. Yeah. I love this. Um, is this something that you like are right right about? Like things you mentioned, like maybe aliens or maybe like yeah. you know demons, and then maybe pet play or you know fantasy kind of fantastical characters. Yeah, let's talk about yeah. This. So like definitely. Um, <laughs> so I've always been. I've always been. Even though I'm not like. Um, a specifically a horror fan it depends on the kind of horror because i'm a, i am a big baby um <laughs> i do 
<laughs> I do enjoy creatures. Like vampires have been like my number mm. one thing. Um, like fairies, even like the more lighter types of creatures. Um, definitely, yeah, like werewolves and um, like anthropomorphic furries. That's what the word is. Furries. Yep. 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 <laughs> Let's not make it fancy. Furries. <laughs> no need to make it fancy. <laughs> um so yeah so like I I definitely have always had that kind of general interest um and um it's it's something that I do want to uh write about also I recently um found an author I think their name is like Katie Roberts or Katie Adams or something like that Mm -hmm. and a lot of the stuff she writes is um, uh, like uh, like one of them is like the Kraken, like the Kraken is a man kind mm-hmm. of thing, but like still a Kraken. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something where, you know, he fucks the girl. I don't know how. They, <laughs> they figure happen. it out. <laughs> they figure it out. Um, there is one that's a werewolf. Um, she also has uh, another set of, uh, stories that is more like like Greek gods and, and creatures and things mm-hmm. so like um, like satyrs and centaurs and stuff like yeah man um, I'm down yeah. um, one I of mean, the things sorry go ahead I was gonna say I mean this is another thing that people are like you know think is some sort of extreme thing that you know but it's like Dude, you all watched like you all watched Buffy and thought Angel was fucking hot as hell, and that scene where like Buffy and Spike like fucked the house down, like yeah, like like you yes. all thought that was hot. So why are you trying to pretend? Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, like you've Angel never thought about Spike. it. Yeah, Angel come on. Like put on that vampire face. Come oh, on. <laughs> give it to me. Yes. <laughs> like you know Um, more people are in a stuff like this than you know than they're given credit for i think yeah everybody loves to see a hot fucking monster (laughs) maybe it's just me i don't know i feel like this has really mass appeal it does and like when you think about it like think about how many movies or tv shows that are cartoons and they make the cartoons sexy as hell there you go there you go i mean Yep. You know, like Jessica Rabbit is one of the. Is it Jessica Rabbit? Is it in Luke, in Space Jam, or is it uh, Lola Bunny is in Space Lola Jam. Uh, Jessica Rabbit is in Who Killed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, Who Framed Roger yes. Rabbit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The redhead, right? Yes. Um, but yeah, like Icon. Lola Bunny, hot as hell. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't even. Nothing's coming to the top of my head, but like Scar, Scar even from Lion King. Yeah. a sexy ass mean lion <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean there are yeah yeah there are lots and lots and lots of sexy cartoons for sure yes and like um and you're watching them as a kid and you're like this is awakening something within me <laughs> don't don't deny it <laughs> so many times <laughs> <laughs> do you have specific um ones that maybe you hold in that place of like nostalgia you know what i mean if you asked me this before we started recording (laughs) you could write a whole list i can't (laughs) really i'm not my memory is not good so like it's i can't think of stuff like right off the bat yep um but i'm thinking like daphne from scooby-doo just a real high femme icon you know (laughs) hundred percent. Even like April um, from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yes. Actually, one that I can think of, there's this uh, anime called Escaflone. Hmm. Um, I think it came out in like the 90s. And I remember like the main character, uh, his name is Vaughn. And he was just like so hot. He was like such an edgelord kind of character. <laughs> uh-huh. Like short, dark hair and like broody and whatnot and i'm like yeah that guy can get it yeah him (laughs) (laughs) even like i don't know like just with the big eyes like lady from lady and the tramp is like she's gorgeous what a gorgeous dog so pretty you know 
Or like the mom cat from Aristocats. Oh, she could get it. The white cat? Lady kitty. Yeah. Yeah, with her little pearl necklace or something she's wearing. Yeah, man. She could like femdom the shit out of me, that lady. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. The way they fem up like character, like uh, cartoon animals in Disney films is just like the purple eyelids and the, you know, she's in makeup. She's got a full beat. Yeah, her like she's got like a little lipstick on. Always, maybe her nose is a little more pink. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, her features are just more petites. And... <laughs> yep. Uh huh. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> love it. I feel like there's a part in Lion King where like, like the there's there's some there's some sort of meme where like the. One of the lady, I guess it's like Simba's girlfriend when he's like kind of teenager years. There's like, yes. there's like kind of a, a scene where they roll around together, you know? Yes. <laughs> it's kind of iconic. And then there's this, there's this just um, like image of her on her back and she gives like the sexiest look you've ever seen in your life. I know. I know, <laughs> you know exactly. <laughs> Exactly what you're talking about. She's like looking up at the camera with her like uh-huh. front paws like folded down. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, are you gonna do me, Lion Daddy? <laughs> oh my god, yep, that. <laughs> and like, speaking of monster fuckery, one of the things I would love to start collecting, they're just expensive and rightfully so because they're good quality, mm-hmm. is like all the like weird monster dildos and oh, like fantasy dildos yes oh, yes yeah there's so many cool ones yeah just like yeah aesthetically i am i mean and the shapes of some of them are like really fucking cool like stimulation wise mm-hmm. physical stimulation wise it's like you know stuff with like knots in them like a big yes. you know yeah stuff like that like i've got one that has a huge fucking knot in it and it's just like mm-hmm. you know some sort of fantasy kind of shape and it's like mm-hmm. fuck it's awesome i fucking love it and it's probably the prettiest fucking dildo i own i know like they make such really pretty like color combinations and like the designs of some of them are like, really cool they're almost like floral in ways yeah i've seen yeah. Um, yeah. Like that's a that's a whole like world I would like to explore. Yeah, it's cool when you know the same thing that you're talking about. Just it's kind of cracking open this universe and doing whatever you want in it, right? It's like the mm-hmm. same thing with sex toys. It's like why do we have these anatomical dicks? Like why do we need these dick replicas? Like we really don't um like why don't we just crack this open you know just open it up a little bit and just have some more playful you know like colors textures shapes like you know that would just be so isn't that just more fun (laughs) than like i don't the last thing i want in a dildo is it to look like a white man's dick like that is the last that's the (laughs) absolute last aesthetic choice i'm gonna grab you know what i mean yeah (laughs) like i don't want it i don't want it (laughs) oh my god that kills me so ironically i tend to go towards those Mm -hmm. because when i wear them myself Mm -hmm. i'm white right so i'm like i want a dick that feels like Mm -hmm. it's mine and belongs on my body that is completely fair <laughs> i just feel what belongs on my body <laughs> is like some sort of concoction a purple sparkly blue. <laughs> yeah that <laughs> you do you i'll do me it's all good uh... yeah. now i don't listen that is also a good time yeah. I, I, I also would like to imagine that I have some, like, crazy Fantasy. alien dick. Yeah. Um, but oh, my God. I also, you know. I got the opportunity to, um, this was due to, like, an admin error, so I don't do this usually, but I, I usually only work out of Ritual Chamber, but there was an admin error, mm-hmm. and I had to work at uh, Morta, out of Morta, for a session, and, okay. you know, they, they've got their own tools and toys and, you know, fully stocked everything there, and they That's had... dungeon? 
Yeah, another dungeon uh, here in Toronto. Okay. Um, it's owned by Lady Delphine, who you may or may not be oh, okay. familiar with. Yeah. Um, she had it in this studio, um, like a how long was it? I don't know, twenty inches. Um, quite like floppy, flaccid. Um, mm-hmm. a a worm. Ooh. Thick, big, thick worm. Oh my goodness! Like, um, <laughs> I was, I was like, it's mine. I was like, I need to put it on. I'm like, somebody do something to this. Everyone's like, I don't want anything to do with that. I'm like, I just need to wear it then for a bit. Just ignore it then. I'm, I'm just putting, gonna put it on and just. <laughs> But it had, oh like, the exact ripples of a worm. Like, it was a worm. No. Oh, it was so good. Like, just this jelly worm that was, like, 20 inches long or something. And That's I'm like, crazy. excuse me why I just, like, wear this around and just kind of <laughs> throw it over my shoulder. <laughs> like... This is the vibe for today. <laughs> yeah, this is the OOTD. Uh <laughs> I love weird shit like that. Like, I'm not going to try to put that whole thing in my body, but I'm sure we could figure something out. Yep. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I did make it work a little bit. You know what I mean? Even though people weren't weren't really feeling it. I was like, just try though, please. (laughs) Just a little bit. Just, you know, humor me for a moment. (laughs) Exactly (laughs) that. Exactly. Just humor me. (laughs) Just let me. Okay. Let me wear this for a bit. Don't judge me. That's so silly. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun time. <laughs> you know what? I've really like been um uh actually this was I mean, I me starting to review sex toys and stuff, like that was actually not even really my idea. Like my husband mm-hmm. was like, you could just you know how you just love dildos like you just love just like you're saying you want to collect them you do you just want all the weird ones all the unique gorgeous kind of designs you just want them I know you do so he was jewelry yeah I just want a collection of all these weird wonderful things you can put inside people but that are body safe to put in people and yeah my husband really like um you know what was like you should really get into reviewing sex toys because like you know, like that's a way you can have the collection, the dildo collection of your dreams, the weird ass dildo collection of your dreams. <laughs> and I've gotten some pretty cool ones, I must say. I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't regret the choice. Of, I've seen a few of your uh, review videos. I love that you're like, at, some of them you're just like in a park or something. <laughs> I'm around town. I'm around, out and about. Yep. Just like, hey guys, so we're just going to talk about this little guy over here. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just pulling out full dicks. Just middle of a park. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Clearly, I don't have shame surrounding my public expression (laughs) of sexuality and kinks. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, But um, we should be wrapping up soon-ish. I sure. like I like to ask though if there's something that we didn't get to that you wanted to touch on for a few minutes or even just give, you know, some closing, I don't know, some closing yeah. statements. Any last words? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't really have anything I think we missed. I feel like um we did a good job kind of yeah, going over those around. points I mentioned. Yeah. Um I will say so my Twitter, um I said it before, but my Twitter handle is uh good boy underscore dean mm-hmm. um that is a reference to a very very good supernatural fan fiction um, called four letter word for intercourse nice um so if anybody wants to read that and see where i got my inspiration from it's really fucking hot and you don't need to know the show to to get the fan fiction perfect um so that's that's one thing. And then also, like, when you go to my Twitter, you're going to see that, like, <laughs> there's not a lot of links. You, you're not going to see any of my writing anywhere. I'm working on it. OK, guys, it's under construction. <laughs> I'm working on stuff. Get off my back, will, mom. I'm working there, on it. So just follow me anyway. <laughs> Please. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> put me on notifications and eventually you'll get that little ding and voila link i'm an author now eventually 
So let me see. Okay, folks, you should know where to follow me by now. I'm at the Lady Pim One on Twitter. That's where I'm most active. Otherwise, if you want to go to Instagram, I'm at the Lady Pim or at the Bedpost Podcast. I have a Patreon. It's the Bedpost Show. I have a YouTube page, as we mentioned, uh, with lovely sex toy reviews where I'm in parks waving dicks. That is also the Bedpost Show. And then I don't like to go an episode without mentioning the lovely lady who does all the original music for my pod. She is Stephanie Copeland. You can find out more about her and her art at stephcopelandmusic.com. Dean, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time and talking to me tonight. I, I appreciate it so much. I'm a, I'm a huge, huge fan of yours. I consider it an absolute great honor that you have deemed me worthy of being on your podcast. I have deemed Dean worthy. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> I'm honored as well to have you as a guest. Everyone listening, I hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll see you next week with another fun and sexy guest here in the studio talking about sex and sexuality. Get fucked, everybody. Good This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!